I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Monday, May 23rd, welcome to Not Gambling Advice. It's Fantasy Baseball Monday. That's Colby Olson. I'm Peter Apple. We have one pitcher each that you should stream this week that's going to have two starts and is not owned in a bunch of leagues. And we also have two waiver wire pickups as well that you should add on your fantasy team. I have a very deep cut and one that might be owned in a 14-team league, but in 12 teams, 10 teams, they should be available but first, Colby, before – actually, you know what? I'm going to throw it over to you, then I have a short story. But you also have a great story because you're wearing a Cocoa Crisp Red Sox jersey. Give us the quick go-around of why you're wearing an XL Cocoa Crisp Reds jersey. Red Sox. Yeah, it's very oversized. Very oversized. It was a gift from another Just Baseball contributor, Clay Snowden. Shout out to him. Last uh, Before last postseason, he barely – I just met him. He had just come onto the baseball team. And he said, oh, you're a Red Sox fan? Like, I'm a Reds fan. I have this random Red Sox jersey from the 2010s, um, and I'd love to send it to you. So before he sent it, I said, don't tell me the player. Don't tell me the player. I want to be surprised. So he sent it. It came one day. I was super excited. So I open it up. I pull it out. I was thinking the whole time, like, it, did he send me a Jared Saltalamaki jersey? Like, what weird tw- early 2010s jersey did he send me? Coco Crisp jersey came to the mail. The Red Sox go on a run last postseason. I've proclaimed it now the good luck charm of the Red Sox, and I have not put this jersey on all season. I have not. This is the first time I'm wearing this jersey because I finally feel like the Red Sox have their mojo back. They have such an easy schedule coming up, and we'll get we'll get to that a little later in the podcast because one of my guys, one of my waiver pickups is a Red Sox pitcher, and I want to get into their schedule. But the Red Sox just uh, – beat a series against the Houston Astros. They're hopefully going to take a series from the Mariners and they're just starting to get a little hot, Peter. They are starting to get a little hot. Also, Rafael Devers has one of the best WRC pluses in baseball the last month. And so does Trevor story. He's second in baseball, with like a three thirty WRC. He hit another bomb today. Hit another bomb today, recording on Sunday to be, to be released on Monday. Before we get into the weekly streamers, the pitchers that will make two starts this week that should be available in most leagues, I want to talk about fluke bets for a second because I just endured one of the biggest flukiest piece of shit bets I've ever had. Um, we took Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins plus 115 to cover the first five inning spread. Um, they had a runner on second with less than two outs in four of the five innings. They mustered up one total run. First inning, runners on second and third, nobody out. They scored one run. The Braves, they, I think, got two or three hits total off Sandy Alcantara. And what resulted in the loss, well, the Braves didn't end up winning the first five. They just tied, so we ended up losing, was Jesus Sanchez dropped a fly ball in the outfield um, and then kicked it uh, for the leadoff triple. And then we had a Dansby Swanson blue pit. And I would just like to let it known, that is our fourth bet that we have lost this season on a dropped fly ball from an outfielder or on a base hit to an outfielder right to them that bounced off them, which resulted in more runs than we needed. So the fact that we're already off to the start where we've lost four bets total on just dropped fly balls, routine fly balls from outfielders makes me pretty upset. But then it also reminds me that baseball is an incredible sport where anything can happen and you just can't handicap dropped fly balls it's tough 
You think there could be a little bias in there though? Like you remember all the times that it goes against you, but absolutely, you know, maybe there's probably some in there where a guy drops a fly ball, makes a little error here and there where it actually goes for us. I'm sure it happens like that too. So what comes around, goes around, it'll, it'll, everything will turn out all right in the end. Agreed. Everything will turn out all right. We are positive on the air and we're dropping three MLB best bets in our chalkboard group chat, which you guys should join, which is in the episode link description, as well as dropping them on TikTok at just baseball fans. So Colby, I'm going to throw it over to you. Who is your fantasy pitcher that you want to stream this week? Yeah, I got a fun one here because he's a friend of the show. You guys had him on the Just Baseball show um, over the winter sometime. Tucker Davidson of the Atlanta Braves is filling in this week. Actually, he just started last week against the Milwaukee uh, Brewers, went five innings shutout, picked up a win in that game, didn't allow a run, walked three, which is kind of his only issue. But this week he gets the Phillies who crush lefties. I will not lie to you. They crush lefties. 114 WRC plus against lefties this year. But I think you can risk it against the Phillies, considering they have the second worst offense since last week. Like all of this last week, they can't hit. They have a 59 WRC plus. I get it. They face the Dodgers, but the Dodgers weren't also throwing their A team. They faced Mitch White, couldn't hit him. Like they have not been able to hit. But on the back end of this week is the real treat. They get the Marlins who have an 81 WRC plus against lefties. I think there's a realistic shot that Tuck could pick up two wins here because the Braves have actually been playing pretty well as of late and they're starting to get a little bit hot. Like the Red Sox, they came out of the gate a little, you know, they were sputtering out of the gate, but I think they're finding their stride and and Tucker has two pretty solid options here. And he's owned in just 1% of leagues. That's the big thing. He's owned in basically no leagues. He's not the biggest name in the world. Of course, he's a, he was sent down to the minors early to start the year and just got the call up. He is a good pitcher, ladies and gentlemen. He is. He's a good left-handed pitcher who has two good matchups. And also the Phillies are not even the best first left-handed pitching either. And then the Marlins are one of the worst team in baseball against left-handers. I think to your point, he's probably going to beat the Marlins. And I think he has a good shot at the Phillies. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I I think he can give you a solid week, not anything crazy. Um, He has a 4.44 ERA in AAA this year, but if you come out of the week with two wins and a four ERA, you're taking that all day. I agree. And available in 1% of leagues, that's more of a deeper cut. I have one who's a bit more available in leagues, but he might not be available in 14-team or 16-team leagues. That's Tyler Anderson of the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is why I love Tyler Anderson. I mean, we could go over his stats. The fact that he's working with a 4.04 ERA, he's got 34 strikeouts and 35 innings and has limited the walks and is getting plenty of batters to chase ranks in the 93rd percentile in chase rate. But how about this schedule? He's got, he pitches on the road against the nationals on Monday and the nationals, Right now, they're they're winning 8-0 to zero against the Brewers. This Nationals team has had a pretty good offense on the road, but they have not been able to replicate that success at home. Also, the Nationals, um, they've actually been better against right-handed pitching this year. They got a 6-9 going into this game today. They had a 690 OPS against righties, 630 OPS against left-handed pitching. And then, so not only are you going to get the Nationals with the Dodgers, so most likely he's going to give you a quality start at least and a Dodgers dub, 
He's also going to pitch at home against the Diamondbacks on Saturday. And the Diamondbacks have the worst batting average against left-handed pitching this year and the third worst or fourth worst OPS overall against left-handed pitching. I think he comes in with two wins. I think he could give you 12 innings of work. And I wouldn't be surprised if he only gives up two or three runs over those 12 innings. I love Tyler Anderson this week of the Dodgers. Yeah, he's really built up right now. He started the year only pitching four innings in his first two starts, then went five in his next two, six, and then seven innings in his last start. So he's really, really building up now. This was a guy that I was excited about coming to the year because it was kind of a reclamation project for the Dodgers. This guy's kind of bounced around the league and found kind of a home with the Dodgers, made some changes to his arsenal. He's throwing more of a sweeper slider now. Um, He's walking just one guy in per nine, which is crazy. He doesn't walk anybody getting whiffs 3.42 XERA too. So I think he could actually get better as the season goes on. And as you mentioned, Pete, two potential quality starts here. This is a streamer, but it's also someone you should just straight up pick up. I mean, this is a good pitcher and it seems like the Dodgers have uncovered a diamond in the rough kind of. Yeah. I think he, he really is more of a streamer, but he's a guy that like is a high end streamer. Exactly, because he's going to get a ton of wins, too. And depending on the matchup, maybe facing a team that doesn't hit lefties very well, he's a great option against a team that, you know, beats up on lefties a little bit. He's probably not the best option. He's not going to light up the radar gun, and he's not going to show you anything that a different left-hander might not show you. But he is a solid pitcher. He's got solid command. Overall, I think I'd add him, but definitely streaming for this week. What's uh, What's his ownership, Pete? If I'm not mistaken, he was owned in 29% of leagues when I last checked. Yeah, um, yeah, he, I have 33% on Yahoo and probably 29 on ESPN. So pretty available across the board. He's available in my, my 12-team league. So, yeah, there you go. Absolutely. If he's available in 12-team league, absolutely pick him up. Probably not in 14. But if, if you're looking for a stream in a 14-team or a 16-team league or even more, Pick up Tucker Davidson. It's a great lefty who's got some solid matchups. So before we break into our waiver wire picks, I want to talk to you guys about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is the sponsor of Not Gambling Advice, and they are the best app if you're looking for player props in the world. I mean, they just have way better lines available. They have way better lines on Nerfies, which is a no-run first inning bet. We have been playing the props, doing a couple of parlays. Nothing crazy, but it's so much fun, and you get better value anyway. We're having a great time on Prize Picks, and if If you use the link in our episode description, if you click that link, use code just baseball, you get a full deposit match on prize picks. So if you deposit 200 bucks, you get 200 bucks to play for you. If you deposit hundred, you get hundred, just like that bunch of free money. Even if you don't love playing parlays, which is understandable because I'm not the biggest fan either. The only reason I like to is when I'm on prize picks, because I get better lines on the nerfies. I get better overall lines on the props and it's just a better overall system. Very fun to play. Very easy, ready to go. Colby, how much have you enjoyed prize picks so far? I'm killing it on prize picks. I've actually been doing really well. I've been winning. Um, Yesterday, I hit a nice one. Nestor Cortez over five and a half strikeouts. I was in the building, which was really fun to see. He struck out three in the first inning, Mm -hmm. then didn't strike out anybody for another three innings. Then he struck out the side again in the fifth. It was crazy. It was crazy. I love Nestor. Um, And then I hit uh, the Athletics Angels Nerfy. You know what (laughs) I will say about our, our prize picks entries, man? The amount of times that I've been picking guys that have games that are rained out is insane. Insane. I picked Shane Bieber yesterday and he got rained out. (laughs) Like it happens a lot. 
But the good thing is, at least with the rainouts, it's not like you would lose the bet or anything. Yeah. The great thing is they'll just take that value out. So it's a great way to play some parlays, play some props, and that's the best way to do it on Prize Picks. Use the link in our episode description, and you get a free full deposit match from our friends at Prize Picks. Thank you to them over there, and we're going to keep playing on that app because it's just so freaking fun. Let's break into our waiver wire ads of the week for May 23rd onwards. Colby, I got two. You got two. Give me your first one. Okay. I'm going to break into my pitcher first, I think. Okay. Is that cool with you? We'll That's cool with, with me. Today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. All right. My pitcher is Nick Pavetta, Boston Red Sox. He struggled mightily in his first three starts giving up four runs four runs five runs in his first three starts just brutal after the fantastic postseason he had last year but over his last five starts Peter 2.03 ERA he's striking out a batter an inning and he's walked just one batter in his last 26 innings he's finally found his command that was what propelled them to have so much success last postseason but what really really entices me here with Pavetta is one He's one of the hottest pitchers on the planet right now. That's clear. Two, the Red Sox are starting to heat up. They're starting to win more. He's going to be in line for wins. He just pitched a complete game, Peter. A complete game, two-hitter. Crazy. But the Red Sox, over their next four series, they get the White Sox for three. They get five games against the Orioles. Then they get the Reds. Then they get the A's. I mean, could you? you could not draw up a better schedule than that and he's probably going to get at least three or four starts in there and have a huge opportunity to dominate over that span. So I thought Nick Pavetta took a big step forward last year, and I really thought he was going to carry it over to this year. But then he got off to a really tough start, but is finally starting to begin to look like that pitcher that we saw last year. What do you attribute the early struggles to? Because with Nick Pavetta, what I saw, it was nothing that I really saw with the eye test. I just saw him kind of getting barreled up. More often than not, he looked like he was leaving stuff middle. Do you think the command has gotten better? Do you think he's just gotten more comfortable? What have you seen from Nick Pavetta? What kind of changes have you seen for him to revert back to the pitcher that we saw last year? Yeah, I mean, the stuff is still there. The fastball velocity is fine. The curveball is really, really great. And it, it, as you said, it's command, man. He walked 13 batters in his first 16 innings this year. And then the next 26 innings, like I said, he's walked just one batter. That's all the difference. When you're not giving up free passes, it changes the game for you and you can pitch with confidence and pitch ahead. When you're getting behind and counts, you're always going to get beat beyond the walks. You're going to give up home runs. He gave up four home runs in his first four starts. So he was struggling out of the gate, but he's finally found it. I agree. I think he's found it too. I've just always, I was a big believer coming into this year, Nick Pavetta. I think he really changed something and we're finally seeing those changes start to carry over into this year. My first pitcher that I want you guys to pick up He's available in 33% of leagues. I saw that he has been being dropped. Wait, and he owned, was owned in. 30. What did I say? Available. but <laughs> uh, Yeah, he's, he's owned right now in 33% of leagues. So he's available in 77% of leagues. Or no, that math is wrong. He's available in 67% of leagues. Alex Cobb of the San Francisco Giants has been the most unlucky pitcher in the entire sport. He's rocking a 5-6-1 ERA, but... He has a 1.83 X ERA. The stuff has been great. He has just fallen victim to a lot of blue pits. The fact that guys have been able to square up his curveball, but he hasn't thrown it that much, but it, like it's curveball is better than that. There's a ton of analysis that could really go into it, but all I have to say is 
Look at the baseball savant page. Look at all of the red dots. He's in the 90th percentile or higher in most stats so far. The only problem with Alex Cobb has been he's been super unlucky. He's still striking out plenty of guys, but he's also his walk rate is still good. It's still 7.9%. It's at it's close to his career average of, of about 6.8%. I think Alex Cobb, if you've seen some people sour on him from some of his starts, if you've seen him dropped, or if you have an owner who has him right now, he's the perfect guy to trade for, and he's the perfect guy to pick up. If he is available in your league, you have to snatch him up right now because it's at the lowest value possible. I'm, I was a big fan of Alex Cobb coming into this year, Get went off to a rough start. I do not believe that will continue. I'm all over Alex Cobb if he's available. Yeah, I wouldn't even say he got off to a rough start. Really just got off to an unlucky start. Peter, I have him owned in most of my leagues. Um, I think I actually stole him from you in our draft earlier this season. But Yes, you did. I have him owned in most of my leagues. In one of my leagues, a guy dropped him. I snagged him literally 10 minutes after he dropped him because I know this guy is really good. And you actually have an amazing opportunity if he is owned somewhere to catch him on a trade offer because last time out – was pitching in cores and it did not go well. He got babbipped to hell, man. I mean, he gave up one home run, but he gave up 10 hips, hits and cores. It's just going to happen. Yeah. He gave up seven runs. Like, talk about an ERA inflator right there. Across his other starts before that, 3.98 ERA, which doesn't sound sexy, but 2.16 ERA, two or fifth, 2.16 fifth, 2.27 XFIP. So this guy is incredible when you watch him. Like, you always go to the eye test. This guy is kind of a Kevin Gosman-esque guy. Like he's he throwing 95 mile an hour sinkers and has a has a splitter, has this beautiful slider, complete pitcher. Complete pitcher. And his split finger is almost 90 miles an hour. This guy is nasty. And at 34 years old, his stuff looks as great as ever. The only problem, like we said, is he ran into some bad luck. He got coursed. But the great thing is that Alex Cobb is a much better pitcher than what he's shown. And if an idiot in your league decides to drop him, pick him up immediately, or see if he's available on the trade market, because I'm holding him. He's, you know, given me a couple of tough starts here and there. But overall, I am very encouraged by the advanced stuff and what Alex Cobb has shown. Peter, he has a 1.75 XERA. That might be best in the league. I'm checking this. One of the best in the league. I should have come prepared with this, but he's not qualified right now. Okay. Well, he's in the 98th percentile in expected ERA. 98th percentile. There you go. I mean, that's got to be one of the best in the league. Second or third? Yeah. Literally one of the best. Better. Yeah. Literally. That's crazy. Pick this guy up ASAP. ASAP. Okay. So before we get into our hitters, Peter, let's talk about my bookie because next time when Alex Cobb is pitching, I am definitely going to be running to bet on whoever he's facing because right now the books are probably undervaluing Alex Cobb and a lot of the public is probably undervaluing Alex Cobb. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to my bookie, use promo code just baseball, get a 50% deposit match. I hope you guys come along for the ride, tail all our picks that are in chalkboard. So you go to chalkboard. You see the picks we're going to give. We're going to give like what, Peter? We give a lot. We give eight to 10 picks every day. You give usually at least three. I'm giving three. There's tons that are in that chat. Yeah. Parlays. You take those picks. You go over to my bookie and you get those and we win. There we go. So go to my bookie. Use promo code just baseball. Join us all year long, man. We're it's only May. We're going to be betting through the playoffs through October. So come join the ride with us. Also, the great thing about my bookie is 
better lines. That's what we're always looking for in my bookie, at least in baseball. Can't speak to other sports. We are just baseball at the end of the day. But at least in baseball, what I can say is that I'm always on my bookie looking for the best lines. And more often than not, they have it, especially for baseball over-unders, money lines, everything you can imagine. My bookie's got it. So use code just baseball for a 50% deposit match. And you can use the um, the link in our episode description. So Colby, let's talk hitters. And I'd like to throw it over to you to start. You can throw it over to me. Okay, let's do it. I got I got quite an exciting one. I think this will this will uh, this will be one that gets people fired up. Spencer Torkelson is only owned in thirty five percent of leagues on Yahoo right now. This is just baseball's number seven prospect coming into the year, and he struggled this far thus far. Man, he's hitting one seventy nine, striking out thirty percent of the time, um, but. The, I'm going to give you a small sample analysis because over the last week, he's figured some things out. And much like Julio Rodriguez figured some things out after his rough start to the year where he had a 41% strikeout rate, and then, bam, something clicks, and now he's hitting like the rookie of the year, potentially. Jeremy Pena is also hitting really well, but he looks like a superstar. Spencer Torkelson, I think, is about to turn that corner. So through his first 105 plate appearances, he had a 33% K rate. Remember, this is a guy that had a 20% K rate in the minors, not a strikeout guy by any means. He has a great hit tool. Over his last six games, he struck out just twice in 19 plate appearances. So I think he's turning a corner. But beyond that, he's at two doubles and a home run and is hitting 353 over his last six games. Like I said, I think this is a guy that, you know, just needed a hundred plate appearances, 150 plate appearances. Like we talk about all the time, these guys that come up, they just need to see some MLB pitching. Eventually they're going to figure it out. This is a guy coming to the year that was probably owned in 60 or 70% of leagues. Now he's just owned in 35% of leagues, pick him up now. And then in two weeks, you're going to be a genius for it. I don't really have anything else to add because I totally agree with you. I have Spencer Torkelson as my AL rookie of the year candidate. I thought the bat would be a bit more advanced earlier I, I truly did. I thought he was actually going to come up and not really have a ton of problems just because the bat is so mature beyond its years. But you know what? He's a rookie and he, he fell into a rookie spell for a little bit. But like you said, he's heating up. And even at his worst, he's still hitting the ball plenty hard enough. 76 percentile on average exit velocity, 83rd in max, 65th percentile on hard hit rate. We know that when he puts barrel on the ball, it's going to go. It's just and about it's in putting- the air. It's just going to be about how many barrels is he going to put on the ball. And what we've seen lately is that's that number is increasing. And we only think it's going to increase as he gets more comfortable. Spencer Torkelson, I agree. Great pickup and still available on how much? What percent of leagues? 35% owned. So he's he's owned, dude, in, in two-thirds of leagues. He's actually You mean owned in owned a third in, of leagues? He's owned in just a third of leagues. So he's available in, in two-thirds of leagues. I'm about to go pick him up. He I ran out of pickups for the week but tomorrow when it hits monday i'm running to get him i like that um i don't actually own spencer torkelson i haven't even seen him on the waiver wire in my in my league so he might just be owned but i don't own him and he's i don't think he's available in my league but if he's available in yours go get him not a bad time to trade for him either not a bad time to trade for him at all maybe an owner has soured on him maybe he's like yeah let me get rid of this rookie i'll take him then my my waiver wire hit my waiver wire pickup as a hitter is not a sexy option, but he is available in 99% of leagues. So maybe this is a deeper cut. So you don't have to rush to him if you're in a 10 team league, but if you're in a deeper league, I think this guy could give you some value. 
That's Harold Ramirez of the Tampa Bay Rays. So this is a 27-year-old that came over from the Marlins, and he was not very good with the Marlins. Just going to be straight up honest with you. Um, Like last year, you know, he, he was with Cleveland, and he had a 703 OPS. You know, 2020, barely played. And then 2019, he had a 728 OPS. But the thing about Harold Ramirez is that he always puts bat on ball. He had 276 in 2019. He had 268 in 2021. And right now he's hitting 299. He's not going to give you a lot of power. He's not going to give you a lot of RBIs. Yes, he does have a stolen base. But in a league where batting average is down across baseball, it's hard to find guys that could possibly hit 300. Harold Ramirez could be that guy. Not only is he hitting 299, but his expected batting average is 361, and he's hitting the living shit out of the ball. 95th percentile on hard hit rate, 94th in max, 78th percentile on average exit velocity. He doesn't really, you know, he chases a lot, and he's going to walk. But he's got some speed. I think he could add some dimension, you know, some speed on the dimensions. This is this is really hard to sell him as this amazing player. I got to be completely honest with you. But what I do know is I test. He's got a good approach at the plate. He hits enough balls in the air that I think that he's going to be a guy who hits close to 300 at the end of this year. And if he gives you a little home runs, a little bit of speed, that's just an added bonus. But in a really deep league, if you got, can find a guy who can hit you close to 300, I think Harold Ramirez is the guy to do it for the Tampa Bay race. I like this pickup. I mean, his his uh, his ex Woba is 390 right now. His Woba is 312. Big difference there. Um, in Quality a deep of league, this, is, so this good. is intriguing. My only concern is that he doesn't get enough plate appearances because he is a lefty match. He's hitting right third. Now. He's one. I know he's a lefty master though. 188 WRC plus against lefties, 73 WRC plus against righties. I think there might be some bad luck involved with those righty plate appearances, but, um, but yeah, I think, I don't think it's a bad pickup if you're in a really, really deep league. Pete. He's available. I, Cause I was, I was like, Oh, my streamer is only available in 67% of leagues. My pickup is available in, you know, the same amount. I need a guy who, if you're like, all these guys are taken, I need one guy. I have a 16-team league. This guy's available in 99% of leagues. I think he's owned in 0.8%. And he's a guy hitting 300 who could steal you a bag or two. This, you uh, know, there's worse options out there that are probably on your team right now. He has a 51% hard hit rate and a 361 expected batting average right now. That's all I got to say, Colby. It's not the sexiest, but you're kind of liking it, aren't you? I think it's a really sexy pickup if you're in a deep league. Yeah, I agree. I think it gets sexier the the more teams you have in your league. And he's eligible outfield and first base? Outfield and first base and DH if if you're a league with a DH spot. Not a lot of leagues do that, but if you happen to have one, you can fill in a DH. First base and outfield, love it. All right. I'm with it. now. You know, we're not not breaking the bank here, but this guy could give you a little bit of extra value. So that'll do it for Monday's episode of Not Gambling Advice. Check out the prize prize picks link in our episode description. You get a full deposit match for using the code Just Baseball, as well as on my bookie. So if you want to play some lines, you want to play all of our picks, use my bookie, get a 50% deposit using code just baseball if you want to play our props you want to do a little parlays maybe some nerfies check out prize picks use code just baseball and you get a full deposit match as well as join our chalkboard group chat where all of those picks will be in there for free as well as chalkboard the app is also free 
Colby, anything else before we go? I sold my first baseball card this week. So you know how I've been talking about how I have been buying a ton of baseball cards? Well, it's finally reached the point where I finally sold one. I sold an Ezekiel Tovar prospect auto from the Rockies. He's a shortstop that's coming up in the Rockies system, and he's off to a tear this season. I bought this card for $15 last fall, not really knowing much about him, but like I was like, okay, he's kind of got an intriguing fan graphs. I sold it for $90. Not too shabby, and you can get a bunch of cards on Loop as well. Our friends at Loop, if you use the uh, link in our episode description, you get a free $20 just for downloading Loop. Might as well, free 20 bucks just for clicking, using your finger. What a deal. You could get this. You could get this. 20 bucks. For 20 bucks. And with that, 